1: Hi, thank you for joining me today for Modern Money with Misty Lynch. I'm your host, Misty Lynch, and today we're going to be talking about real estate. Later, I'll be joined by Danielle O'Brien. She's the owner of Parkway Real Estate in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, and she's going to share some tips for first-time home buyers and also people who might be thinking about downsizing or maybe relocating entirely. Now, this is something that I talk with a lot of my financial planning and investment clients about because moving and where you live can be one of the biggest decisions you make. It can have a huge impact on where you work, how you raise your family, where they go to school. All sorts of things are impacted by your location. And it's not a decision that you want to take lightly or move into too quickly. So I think the more time you have in advance to prepare to improve your credit score, to do some things that can put you in a better position for finding that perfect place to live, can definitely have very big long-term benefits. But in the current environment, things can be moving very quickly. And so it's something that might be stressful. So I wanted to provide a lot of information for listeners that might be considering making a change so that they have all the information that they need or know how to get organized and how to how to act if they need to move quickly. And I think a lot of that has to do with the team of people around you, making sure you're working with people that you trust, people that know your situation, know what you're looking for, And are looking to help you, not just to get the sale or to move quickly, but looking to help you find the ideal space for yourself. And so that's why I wanted to bring on uh, my friend Danielle, who I've known for several years. And I think that she has some great tips for people that are in this situation right now. There's definitely things you can do to prepare your finances, and so if you're thinking about this, I would definitely love for you to head over to MistyLynch.com and set up some time to do a financial plan. Now, what I've been able to do for some clients is show them exactly what their budget would look like, what their income, with their... The particular home that they're looking at or even the interest rates that exist right now and pull that into a scenario so they can look at those numbers before they really have to make that jump and make that decision. Sometimes looking at things in a virtual space or having that inside glimpse of what the future could look like might be very reassuring. It might be helpful when you're going to make that very expensive decision of buying a home or putting your house on the market, especially if things move at a fast pace. So if you are interested in that, or that's something that's top of mind for you, I would encourage you to set up some time and we can do a financial plan together. And I think that that could definitely help you make the most educated and confident decision when it comes to where you live. So we're gonna take a quick break. And after that, I'm going to be joined by Danielle O'Brien and we're gonna have some tips for people who might be looking at changing where they live in the next few months.
2: In the financial markets, the only guarantee is that tomorrow will be different from today. The most successful investors tend to have three major things in common when it comes to investing. They have a very disciplined game plan. They have access to industry-leading research, and they are patient. As you are planning for your financial future, partnering with a team that shares these same characteristics is a must. At We strategize with you to answer the three questions that are critical to optimizing your financial objectives. We utilize research from the very best minds on Wall Street. And we understand that successful investing is a product of discipline over time. Whether you're just getting started, already retired, or somewhere in between, partner with Beck Bodie and put the experience and expertise of our great team behind your most important assets. Contact us at BeckBodie.com for a consultation. That's B E C K B O D E.com. Beck Bodie.
1: Welcome back to Modern Money with Misty Lynch. I'm joined by Danielle O'Brien. She is a broker and owner of Parkway Real Estate in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. And we're gonna talk about home ownership today. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you for having me. So there's a, there's a lot of changes going on recently as far as um, where people are living and working and commutes. And so
3: what is the real estate market like today? Yeah, so we've we've seen a shift. We kind of had a couple of months of unknown between March and May, mid-March, mid-May, and right around the middle of May, as we were hearing that the state was going to start relaxing things, um, the real estate market exploded. And here in Boston, it just very very high demand not a lot of inventory because people didn't really want people coming into their house mm-hmm. um so we saw prices really jump off and i would say in the last week or two i really noticed a shift in the types of listings that are coming on you know people are thinking about moving out Mm-hmm. Um, to areas where they can maybe have some more space, a home office, a better yard to enjoy if they're going to be um, quarantined again so there's definitely uh, definitely a shift happening
1: i've definitely worked with a few people uh, doing financial plans with them where they're now thinking about where they want to where they want to live, um, if they're changing their jobs, if they are able to work virtually and that gives them more opportunity and some people who are living in a smaller space or an apartment because they enjoy all of the benefits of being in a city have really seen a huge shift. I'm sure that that will obviously change back once things you know, reopen fully and businesses get back on their feet. But it has had a lot of people that I've spoken to thinking about where they live and you know, if it is the right time to either make an investment in a home or for some people, if it's time to maybe sell their home and move you know somewhere completely different so it is an exciting time i think that real estate is just kind of similar to the stock market there's always something going on and it's never exactly the same so but i wanted to talk about a few tips that might be helpful for people in two different situations um i deal with a lot of people who are making very expensive decisions so i think that talking about people who are maybe looking to buy that first home and then maybe talking to people who are maybe thinking of selling their home and um, some ideas for for them if that sounds good to you. That sounds great. All right, so what what tips do you have for somebody who is maybe thinking about making that first home purchase?
3: Yeah, so um, one of my favorite tips that um, I usually share with new buyers is really taking an inventory of the space you have now, how you use it, and and if you need more rooms, so, you know, maybe you have a big apartment, but it only has one bedroom and it's kind of an open floor pa- plan type feel, which is very popular. But now with the shift to more virtual um, home offices, maybe you need another bedroom or at least a separate dining area that can be closed off in a little more private.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, that's, that's really important. Taking inventory in of how you use your space. Um, the other tip I like to give my new buyers is, you know, a lot of times you're paying rent, and maybe it's eighteen hundred dollars a month, and maybe your new budget for a home is going to be more like two thousand to twenty two hundred, and that four hundred dollars a month maybe was being spent on things like, well, not anymore, but going to the movies yep. or going to dinner, getting takeout, a more expensive car, an everyday coffee break, and really seeing if you can live with the lifestyle changes that come with saving $400 more per month. So what I advise them to do is open a separate savings account, pay your rent, and take what would be that additional home payment and put it in that separate savings account. You still have access to it if you absolutely need it, but try not to, and try to really put that $400 away per month and see how it feels, see how that lifestyle change feels. You know, And an added bonus to that is you now are saving $400 a month and it could be an extra couple thousand dollars towards a down payment.
1: Yeah, I think that is, that's such a great tip now. Um, that actually sounds like something of financial professional would think to do that. Can you tell me a little bit about how you, um, got your start in real estate? Because, um, I think that maybe some of the, some of the other, um, experience that you have might, might make such a difference as far as the way you relate to new, to new clients and to people who are in this situation.
3: Yeah, so before real estate, I worked at Fidelity Investments for a decade Um, and even though they're in the financial space, I actually did technology, but I was exposed to Mm -hmm. a lot of financial jargon and financial articles and and things like that that I needed to stay up on in order to support my customers in the technical space, so I learned a lot from working there.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I do think that actually taking that money out of your account instead of just pretending it's gone is valuable because you might feel like that would be no problem to adjust to a smaller budget or um, have to really look at your day to day spending, especially if your apartment has been uh, manageable as far as expenses and costs. So that's a great tip for people who are really considering it. And also that money is now saved. That money is now available for you when you need to maybe make an offer in a competitive market. Right. What are some programs? How do people find out more about what might be available to them? They maybe are getting advice from people who um, bought a house 40 years ago and were able to you know, put down 20% or more. um, How would a person find out what's uniquely um, available to them?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, we, as real estate professionals, we definitely see uh, a range of products out there. A lot of times I will specifically direct my clients to a lender that can speak to their particular situation. So some of the lower down payment options are like mass housing and FHA Um, Once you go conventional, it's more like five, 10, 20% down. And sometimes you can save yourself PMI. I mean, there's veteran (laughs) programs out there. There's USDA home loans, and it's kind of hard for us to stay up on all the different changes for all the different programs. So a lot of times I'll match personalities and say, you know, I really feel like this lender would be a good fit for you. And they'll be able to tell you, um, any of the programs that you might qualify for. And you can discuss your specific situation in regards to down payment and credit score and, um, things like that, that will help them get the money they need to buy the house.
1: So that's great. What other things as a, uh, if somebody maybe hasn't worked with a real estate agent, um, or broker before, what are some, th- what is your, the real value that you feel like you could provide to somebody who is working through this process for the first or maybe for the second or third time?
3: Yeah, so I, I get that asked that question a lot, and you know, the truth of the matter is that person maybe bought one, two, three houses, but I've bought hundreds at this point, and I've seen hundreds of different experiences across the board, and hundreds of different situations when it comes to negotiating for home inspection or um, timelines for the deal, and I think the experience is really where we come in you know having that experience but beyond that we have access to a lot of tools that the general public does not when it comes to looking at um historical prices and really drilling down things you know you can find online the median house price right. in a certain code or what's sold in your area but you always, you can't always drill down like I can using the agent tools that I have to really make sure that what you're looking at is comparable when either pricing a home for a purchase or for sale. You know, a lot of sellers might say, well, I think my house is worth this price. And it's because they pulled that from <laughs> the online. Store. Yeah. My husband says all the time, according to Zillow or Redfin, where this house is it, worth it's this. And i not accurate. You know, yeah. they, And they're not always off either. You know, I'm not going to be that professional that's shouting, don't use those. You know, they are a tool, they're just maybe not as accurate as right.
1: And I mean, that information is based on our house when we bought it and it wasn't, it didn't pull in any of the changes or any of the things that we've done inside. So I do think that that's something that it's okay as a tool, but I do like the fact that you, like you said, you've, you've bought and sold hundreds of houses. So that sort of experience can be really beneficial, especially when it comes to setting expectations, because some people might think their home, should be go for this price or that they should have, you know, people lined up um, out the door, or they might think that it's going to take a while to sell and it takes one weekend. <laughs> so right. I think right. that you knowing what you know can be really helpful for those clients because um, like we've talked about before, making making expensive decisions can be incredibly stressful and it can be um, sometimes hard to work through on your own, or that's when it can be really beneficial to, to work with somebody who knows what to expect, who's not going to get frazzled or intimidated when it comes to different negotiating situations. Um, what do you say to, um, to people when it comes to, if they do get pre-approved for something, um, do you really, do you look at that number as what you can shop around for, or are you trying to help people buy a place that they can really afford?
3: I definitely go with helping them buy something that they can afford, because a lot of times what's like black and white for somebody and what they can afford, it doesn't include some of those things we talked about earlier, like the coffee break every day, you know, the lifestyle type things. It's really based on their income and their debts and, you know, a, a threshold essentially. Yeah. So. I I do encourage them to stick with a number that they feel comfortable with um, for monthly payment.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think that's smart. I've worked with some clients that have definitely gotten to the point where they bought maybe their dream house or more house than they needed, but now their lifestyle has become very, very (laughs) limited. And Mm. some of the reasons why they wanted to be in a certain area for now, they can't enjoy in the same way, which, you know, will hopefully change as as they you know make more income or other other things change. But it can be a, a tough situation, especially for somebody in their the first time home buyer situation.
3: Yes, and I mean, the flip side to that coin is if you do buy something that you have slight discomfort in for the first year or mm-hmm. two, you know once your income increases or you build a little more equity or perhaps you refinance and and get the payment down, know sometimes i find that people are happier getting into that neighborhood they wanted to and you know a personal story for me is i just bought a house last year and i really stretched Mm -hmm. my affordability for this home because i wanted to be in that neighborhood and since then i've had a slight increase in my salary and so has my husband and we've made some improvements to the home that um, you know, we keep saying to ourselves, wow, we're so lucky. We're so glad we did this. You know, mm-hmm. it was very daunting at the time, but I- I'm glad I stretched a little bit. So sometimes there's room for the stretch, but you just have to be smart about it and realize that it does mean lifestyle changes. You know, there's no more massages and um, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know. No, I I agree. And I I think that, that that's definitely comes from you know looking at all of the different all the different pieces involved and making that smart decision because you're right there are certain things that are not necessarily just the home like the neighborhood the school districts the services the walkability all of those things can be um they can have their own value for sure when it comes to to you know the equity you build in a home let's talk about can we talk about equity and uh, the value of that i know i i a lot of my clients most of their net worth is um, tied into having real estate in this area because of, you know, the way the values of, of property, if you've been, you know, I've been a homeowner for 10 years now and just being close to Boston and near a train has, has increased our equity quite a bit um, without including any modifications to the home. So when you, when you have, um, you know, when you're talking with somebody who's maybe thinking about listing their home or, or buying a home, how important do you feel that equity piece is?
3: The equity piece of real estate is, um, what is the word I want to use? It's kind of like um, underrated is the best word to use. I don't think people realize how important that is. And I do try to really hit home with that because equity can mean so many things. It can mean emergency funds if you can get approved for an equity line. It can mean the ability to get into a bigger home because it's essentially a savings account. Mm -hmm. Um, and it can mean, you know, tax breaks. And I really try to hit that home, especially with my renter clients that Mm -hmm. are thinking about purchasing. And I try to explain to them, there's a lot of, you know, infographics and things like that out there that talk about the importance of homeownership and why owning is better than renting. And there are definitely situations where people should rent, especially if they're in kind of like a transient place in their lives. But once you know you want to settle somewhere, homeownership is where it's at. It is really like, you know, you're, you're essentially paying yourself. A part of that loan that you're paying off is paying yourself. Mm-hmm. And when people want to get into that bigger home, they're, sometimes they're shocked at just how much they can now put down on a new house um, or pull money out to redo a kitchen or or whatever it is. Um, I I really, really believe that agents should be talking to people about the equity piece when it comes to home ownership.
1: Yeah. I think about that too. I, I think that it could be, it just is more, it's more options and more choices. And when it comes to managing your money, I love having different options at the table for me. They, some might be more preferable than others. Others might take more time, but I like looking at all of the pieces, um, you know, where some, you know, some planners might say, never look at the retirement savings, never look at the homes, never look at that. Um, but I do think it's important to see what a person has available to them, especially in a time like this, when there might be changes to your job or to business and the economy. And, um, it's always good to know exactly where you stand, and that includes the the value of equity you have inside your home. Mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who is maybe um, thinking about um, putting their house on the market? Maybe they're looking at where they are now and they're really looking to make a big change. In this sort of environment, what's important for people to to think about um,
3: when they're when they're considering listing their home? Well, I would say when it comes to listing your home, you know, there should be a plan in place. A lot of people make knee-jerk reactions and list their home really quick and maybe don't prepare it properly or don't have a plan if the house sells and they don't know where they're going. Or um, I I really encourage my sellers to sit down with me six months before you want to sell the house. Let's look at what should be done to really get it in tip-top shape. Um, I mean, it could be something like throwing fertilizer down on the grass that takes weeks for it to show up, like, you know, painting or whatever it is. And my job is to get my sellers the best price for their home. But when we're working together as a team months before I see the biggest return on that investment of time and money to really prepare the home. So I do encourage people to reach out to a real estate professional a good few months before they're looking to list the home. We can talk about timelines. We can talk about, you know, what has happened historically for when we're looking to place the home in the market, you know, is the spring better than the summer? Yes, absolutely. But what week in the spring? And so I, I really encourage people like have a plan. Don't make it a knee jerk. Like I just want to sell my house. Let's get it on the market next week. I love that thought
1: because I, I've definitely received some notices in the mail. Like, do you want to list your home? (laughs) Like, so it seems like there's almost a graspiness when it comes to um, some, you know, some of the real estate, you know, because there's, there's not many houses on the market and it seems a little bit like rush, please list your house. And so I love that you're actually taking time to make the best possible situation for a client to really look at how they could improve the home before they list it instead of just wanting to get that, that sale. And I I think that that's really smart too, because there could be a, there could be an optimal time or changes to make that could make, um, that could make the house appear better, especially if people are looking virtually, you know, I mean, if you, if you have to, um, are you able to show houses in person now? I know that the, some States are very different. Um, but if you're unable to, how important is, is you know, photography, other, other factors that people might not think about?
3: You really just hit on something so important. Um, we are able to show them privately now, or through open houses, um, following all you know same COVID guidelines. But one thing you really just touched on, and it has become so important, is that virtual tour the virtual video, the virtual photography. Um, Staging is still important in person, but having the best possible photos and video for people to review online is important for so many reasons. The first is obviously the first impression. But the second is after they've seen the home and they're putting an offer in, they are revisiting that house multiple times online. You know, they see it once in person, but now they're sharing it with their friends and their family. Look at the house we're buying. They're, you know, imagining what their furniture is going to be. And if you can present that home in the best possible light, they're falling in love with it over and over and over again as they revisit, you know, the links to the home. So that's oh, true.
1: I can think of how many times we've looked at houses, even that we're not even looking for houses. It's almost like a form of entertainment <laughs> to look at um, the houses that are available. Or we're watching shows on TV with different homes or getting ideas. So I, I do think that that's something that is going to become more popular, even as you know, things shift. But if people are looking to either make big moves across the country or move into different neighborhoods, Um, they're really going to be going back to that listing. So what do you do when you work with a client? How are you, how do you work with at Parkway? How are you showing the, how are you giving everyone the best impression of the homes that you're selling? What what are some of the things that you're doing at your firm?
3: So um, we just listed a five unit condo building in Jamaica Plain and Um, one of the things that we're doing is we did have it staged. We had a professional photographer come in and I had him photograph every unit, even though they're similar, there are differences and I don't want people to come in and say, oh, I saw a picture and it was a single door, but now this is a double door or something small like that. So I think that making sure you're promoting an honest version of what you're listing is very important. Um, We definitely spend a lot of time on the description of the home in my office here, Um, making sure we can get as much in there as possible, as much information as possible. You know, I don't try to fluff it up with these crazy words or Mm -hmm. um, phrases to get people in the door. I really just want to list the factual things that, that they're looking for um we take video walkthroughs of the home so that people can review that before they're even coming out people are nervous to come out still mm-hmm. um, and have to be in the same space as other people so by putting a video walkthrough, they're able to see the space and get be- more of a feel for the space than photography does mm-hmm, and that's see if it's something that they want to then venture out and take a look at we're also offering um a lot more open house times, longer times or maybe more options for people, um, and plenty of private showings too. So that's a lot of what we do in addition to you know the prep work that we talked about just a few minutes ago, making sure that we're, we're really educating and preparing our clients for like the ride of their life. <laughs> selling is like a roller coaster, right? so yeah really like letting them know like this could happen or this could happen and we need to be prepared for all situations. I think that's, I think that's great. I thank you so much
1: for sharing some of these tips today. I love the tip about putting that extra money aside that you feel like might go to your, to your new budget as a homeowner, you know, to definitely communicate well with the person that you're working with. It sounds like you have a very coaching, strong relationship with the person that you're working with so you can help them You know, be prepared if they're homeless quickly to make sure they have a plan for where they're going to live if they're going to have to stay in an apartment or hotel for a while and and just to really make sure that you're taking care of your clients. So they're making a great decision. And um, how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to uh, follow your firm or reach out to you directly?
3: Yeah. So um, we have a pretty big following on Facebook, Parkway Real Estate, and we have a couple offices. You might see us there twice. Our main office is in West Roxbury. They can reach me directly if they have um, questions or concerns and they want to talk direct to me as the broker. My cell phone number is 508-989-1989. Thank you so much, Danielle. And thank
1: you everyone for tuning in today for this episode of Modern Money with Misty Lynch. If you're looking to see if buying a home or possibly using equity in your home is a good financial decision and you'd like to set up um, some time to speak with me about your financial plan, go over to mistylynch.com and we could set up some time to chat. Thank you again for joining us. Have a great day.